See during the podcast, you literally just asked a question and then grabbed a bag of chips and went <laughs> <laughs> wow simultaneously putting okay. chips in your mouth. All right, let me finish the chips and then. chewing. All right. Oh um, yeah, now you're gonna sit here and you've been doing you a podcast veteran at this point. Oh, you've been doing over twelve yeah. months of podcasting. No, I'm getting close. Wait a minute, you're right. March twenty first was yeah. my first year. Wait a minute, yeah, yeah. Crazy! Happy anniversary! There. Thank you! Oh my goodness! Somebody gotta keep track. It's been I've been doing this for a whole year. Thank you! Wow! Milestones, milestones. Yeah, that's me. That's awesome! Wow! I hope I'm getting better. Congratulations! Thank you, bro. No, while we sitting here, and it's very, very eccentric. Hotel. It's 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 got characters. in the middle in of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Manchester, Tennessee. Right. right. Okay, so oh, tell, tell, come on, real quick, tell me about the no, cadence. I mean, it ain't about me no more. Oh, it's geez. about you, big right. bro. Fair enough. So, brother number one. So I guess uh, after after a year, I guess I should have words of wisdom and um, good anecdotes. I don't. Yes, I, you do. I do know big I come deep. a I, I've come a long way. The first episode. I was on the toilet. There was great acoustics in the bathroom, but I was also drunk. <laughs> and it was such venom. I was like, yeah, this is the standalone complex. The blurred, blurred is a black nerd. Uh, ooh, uh. It was so much, uh, mm, uh, um. And you know what? I'm just on the. It was six minutes long. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. Since my brothers don't want to do it, I'm doing it. And like, I was kind of swaying on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you was in a down place. <laughs> yeah, I was in a bad place. But I mean, you know, now I'm in the hotel room. I'm on location, B. We traveling, man. that's right. We traveling. Oh, we I got... would like to say, uh oh, congratulations to brother number three. In May, it will be eight years of his career in the the Marines. So congratulations. Awesome. Eight years. I know. So, it's, a, it's a career now. I know. I still got a mouthful of food. Okay, so looking back, I, st- I talked about my first episode. You want to talk about your first day as a Marine? <laughs> Wait, you talking about boot camp? Boot camp. Yeah. That's going to be in a whole segment. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. On this next upcoming segment, we're going to talk about everything military. We're going to talk about the pros, the cons, the benefits, and all that. Fair How does that sound? Sounds great to me. Wonderful. All right, we'll get back with these commercial breaks. And that's where you put the money. That's where you put the money making. in. You put you put bro, uh, bro number two on that track. Hello, this is bro number two. Boop a doo doo doo. They turn that crank. Dance, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> we was talking. It's a whole year. It's been a whole year. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm, it's been fun too. And you made I some money. So. 
Yeah, a little bit. I don't like to put my finances out there, but you know, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. I ain't even encourage lose. the people. They got something to say. They want to share. Start a podcast. Um, my or dude. invest your time into something that you like, because you know there's a lot of people doing this platform. You know, and it's one of those things you should just support. I try to support people as much as I can. I download like apps that people promote, like even a. Uh, so in the part of Florida where I'm at, it's it's one of those places where like everyone over there makes over seventy thousand dollars a year. So those uh, guys and the kids, man, the education is so different because they got classes where they teach kids how to create podcasts. They teach kids how to get into real estate. They teach kids um, how to code. You know, engineering classes and like go, uh, living over there and talking to the kids in those type of schools, you can see the difference of education that's because right. you can be what they call this dual enrolled. You know what that is? No. That's while you're in high school. So you can take online classes while you're in uh, high school, right? So you can, uh, I've talked to a lot of juniors who's like on their grind and they're trying to join the military faster and mm-hmm. they put all their classes in their junior year. So once they become seniors, they only have to be, uh, they can graduate in December. Okay. Or take all their classes early on in high school and all their uh, senior year, they only have two classes. Like they go to school for 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and then go home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if I, then mm-hmm. why do you got a freaking 2.0, bro? Why don't you have a 4.0? Right. Man, you, you know, high school is hard. Now, I mean, you can set it up like that. Yeah, we can, we can stack this. And then dual enroll, let's say that kid only have two classes. His senior year. The rest of his classes can be college courses of the local colleges. Mm. So then by the time he's done, he got 60 credits. He just earned his uh, associate's degree before even leaving high school. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. I just went on a, on a tangent. No, you didn't. That's what, that's what podcast, <laughs> podcasts uh, entertain and inform. Yeah, they need to entertain and inform and enlighten. You know. And my, big, my biggest thing is in those, uh, in those environments... Yeah, y'all know where we came from. Yeah. Well, right? you know, at some point, you got to, and I don't mean to cut y'all, but you, you left them hanging on the whole uh, boot camp story. I mean, we'll get back to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, also, yeah. since you're going to tell them, you got you to explain to people, because they might not know. We know where we come from, but if you want to tell the listeners. From a little bar area called Gary, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know you know what I'm talking about. I got you. <laughs> um, but that's that's going on into the next the next thing I was about to talk about. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Because that's the difference in education. Uh, so, as we were in high school, you know, the next step everyone always told us was, "Hey, man, you want to make it? Go to college. True. You want to do this? Go to college. Right? And that's the only thing we've been fed. But the one thing they never teach us is how. How are we gonna go to college? I mean, yeah, I mean, we all knew the smart kids had scholarship options, but if you wasn't a 4.0 student, then you were kind of left. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. It's just like, all right, so the next step is go to college. Uh, shoot, what I do next? And guess what? You do that online fast one, which a lot of kids don't know what it is nowadays, which is weird. And then you look, oh, man, I could take out a loan for $60,000. I'm going to be balling, and I'm going to get my education, and I'm going to turn around. I pay it back. I pay it back. I, I take the money. We all got student loans in this room. We all got student loans. And if if had we was more educated about how student loans work, probably wouldn't have took them. Yeah. Um, 
Well, also, when you're young, 18, you think you got forever. And I remember the student loans people calling me after I stopped school. I didn't graduate, but I stopped school. Say so like, sir, we need some money. Look, man, I ain't trying to hear what you're talking about. Like, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> you know? And then, see, back in the day. Rich forever. Oh. <laughs> back in mine's day, like, after seven years, they wrote it off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, basically, you, if you shook them for seven years, they're like, oh, curses, you got away. Like, yeah, I got a free education. <laughs> well, you know, they came up with the computers. So I was like, look, man, seven years, you know, I'm a ghost. They were like, all right, you a ghost in the machine, baby. So, you know, after seven years, now, I got good. I They'd call up, and I'd be like, look, man, I ain't trying to hear you. they said, well, you can pay for deference. Okay, well, I'll pay for the deference. And then it was like, okay, well, sir, we're calling about repayment on your loan. I was like, all right, well, what about it? Like, I was real defensive, but I got good at it, being jazzy. They were like, well, sir, we will take a payment. I, I was like, how much you talking? Can you pay back the home loan right now? You know I can't pay back the loan right now. <laughs> they were like, well, sir, what can you do? I could put something on it. And they were like, sir, we ain't taking no nothing on it. I was like, well, you, you ain't getting nothing yet. I was, got real cool with it, hanging up on him. And the thing that changed my life, this one dude called me. And he was just, he was just, he was cool. So he was like, hello, Mr. Tony. I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like, I'm here to talk about that debt. What you want to talk about? He was like, can I get something up off for you? So you can't get nothing, Playboy. He was like, all right, then click. And I was like, hello? Like I had the very next, you know, jab set up. And I ain't hear nothing from him. Three months later, I went to pick up my check. I'm like, okay, it's payday, you know. Went, I'm looking at my check. Man, I'm missing some numbers. I'm missing some decimals. I'm missing some, some letters, you know. So I'm looking at my check. I'm like, uh, the people I work with, we all get paid the same. I'm like, yo, what's your check say? They say, our check say a regular amount. What's your check say? And they try to look at my check. Don't mind your business. And I went to the house, and I was like, oh, they caught up with me. <laughs> that boy got me. You talking about Cuba getting Junior and boys in the hood, like with them tears and swinging them. <laughs> they got me. They got me. They got me. I was swinging them fists. <laughs> Dirty mother. Yeah, it was all bad. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you about that. Conversation while we talk. Yeah, they making a podcast. No, it ain't funny. <laughs> I mean, it's too serious. <laughs> this was too serious. They trying. <laughs> hey, man. You had a good time over there? Professionalism, man. Professionalism. The loudest thing in the room. What? Huh? Yeah, I can talk. <laughs> oh. The bad acoustics. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on? I think we were talking about, okay, you're talking about the whole getting into school. All right, so all that leads to this. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, California. What was I doing now? I have no clue. Who, what, what, what was the nickname of, uh, of, uh, of the wifey? <laughs> wifey. Oh. Yeah. What was, what was the nickname on the last episode? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Princess, Princess Sweet Millie Wonder. Wonder. Yeah, saltwater tap. Had a great idea of saying, "Hey, let's make all our dreams come true." There's an awesome school, an art institute in California, in San Francisco. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, whatever. All right, let's do it." All right. And it was funny because I, I think I talked to you. I think it was you and Roman. And I was like, "Hey, man." Oh. We, there's a school in San Francisco, man. I think me and Millie gonna go, and I think you put the controller down. I think he was playing like Devil May Cry or something. Okay, somebody. And right. you look, he was like, yeah, that city is really gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? 
<laughs> he was like, yeah, man. You, mm, do your research. <laughs> and I looked it up. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of you know, prideful things that happens over there. But right. in my mindset, like, my mom always taught me, if that ain't your lifestyle, then you, you can just block it out. You ain't got to see it. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I went over there. There was flags all over the place. Everyone was smoking. Just like how Dave Chappelle said, I've never seen crack smoke so casually okay. before. <laughs> Get back on topic. Okay. <laughs> so it was a wild city. So while I was there, uh, that's when I learned the truth about schools because on the internet they'll say one thing, but then once you get up there, there's extra enrollment fees, room fee, room board fees, uh, parking passes like four hundred dollars. Oh. And the only thing you're gonna do is just spend a lot of money. So I wasn't prepared for all that. And then when I started looking at my options in the military, because one of my uh, good friends and classmates over there. You know, first thing he said when I was just sitting, uh, I kind of like broke down a little bit. I was like, man, this stuff seemed just impossible. You know, I don't know how people are making it like this, man. Like, I feel like I'm on a track to become homeless, dude. Because I don't know what happens after this. And he was like, bro, you ever thought about joining the military? <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm an artist. I am an artist. I sing, rap, dance, do everything. <laughs> I ain't joining no military. He just looked at me. He was like, hey, man, you just need to look into your options. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. I got out the Marine Corps as an E5, and it's paying for all this school. Plus, it's also giving me a monthly paycheck and then uh, extra money for housing out here. So I can afford to go to school out here and have some money mm -hmm. in my pocket. And I work on the side. And I was like, okay, sounds pretty legit. Mm -hmm. Let me see what this is all about. And I, the first thing I looked at when I did my research, I looked at the Marines, and I saw how, like, action-packed and everything they was. I was like, man, ain't nobody trying to do all that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the dude with the deep voice. And uh, the commercial was like, do you want to slay a dragon and prove that you're a hero I remember that amongst commercial. men? I remember that commercial. The few, the proud, the Marines. I was like, dang, that was pretty cool. Anybody trying to do all that though? <laughs> <laughs> a dragon, though. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen the, the same way this commercial dude <laughs> slayed that dragon. Another one was a black dude in swimming. He was like, I didn't know how to swim. And then when I jumped to the water, I came out as a marine. I was like, okay, I like that one. I don't know how to swim either. <laughs> that's more relatable. Uh, first person I talked to was the Air Force. I tried to call him back to back because the first thing someone told me was like. Hey man, the Air Force is easy, man. Go in, get a job, get some skills, get some benefits, get out. I was like, yeah, it's not like a plan in and out. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they was hard to catch up with, bro. Hmm. Like, I call, 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 call. Nothing. Voicemail, text messages, emails. Right? <laughs> emails. I actually sent emails. And then when I finally went to the office, you know, it was his lunch break. And this cat, like, looked at me. He said, hey, uh, you know, I'll get with, with you uh, in, in a minute. And I was like, well, I ain't trying to take up none of your time. I'm just trying to get some information on the military. He's like, all right, well, you got to set an appointment. I'm like, bro, I've been contacting you for almost a week and a half, man. He's like, yeah, well, you got to you gotta get an appointment, man. I don't have time for you right now. Like, you're not that important. Wow. I was like, good to go. I mm -hmm. closed the door. I said a couple words I can't say in front of mom. Fair enough. And I was just like, <laughs> if you treat me like this before I even sign any, you know what I'm saying, military documentation saying you can do you know what I'm saying? You can use me for whatever you know, needs for the military. If you treat me like that beforehand, I can just picture, imagine how you treat me if right. I'm enlisted. Right. 
Talked to the Army. The Army was freaking legit because they went straight to the point. Hey, man, you scored this on the ASVAB, bro? Bro, bro, what you doing over the, you know, those old commercials? Right. You ain't even doing nothing with your life. <laughs> wait, wait, I ain't going to end up as going back to Gary, Indiana. You're going to be broke. You're going to be doing two things. It was, it was a black dude. Two things. Either you're going to be smoking weed or you're going to jail. Oh, so the third thing, die. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you're right. He's like, but I could change all that all today. If you sign here and here, you get this job, $50,000 bonus off the top. I was like, are you serious? He's like, off the rip. And I'm just like, you do this with everybody? Am I special or something? <laughs> you special to me, big dog. <laughs> That's the saying. And I'm just looking, me. I'm like, dang, man, this sounds like a good offer. As a broke college student, $50,000 is a lot. Yeah. Plus free room and board and all that stuff through the military. But I had to be honest with myself. I'm like, well, what else do you offer besides, you know, saying all this, you know, these things? Because money isn't the, the the biggest problem right now. It's, I don't have any direction. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to become more. Uh, I want to get a chance to lead. You know, uh, I was looking for more intangible things. Because okay. when you're 18, 19, it's just, I'm gonna be a doctor because they make fifty thousand dollars a year. But the fact that or matter, you have to do like twelve years of school. And follow-up classes. Like, you don't even get paid until you're, like, 35. You know what I mean? Right. It takes heart. Half those people end up dropping uh, in between there. It wasn't about the school and all that stuff. I just wanted to learn how to build on myself first. Fair enough. And it's funny because after I left that uh, Army office with his number, I was like, man, I might join the Army, man. Get that bonus. I don't know. Freaking dress blues. Across the hall. Hey, killer. <laughs> what you doing over there, bro? This is like nothing, sir. Just you know, just getting information about the military. You call? You talk to us yet? I ain't planning on it. He alpha, straight up alpha. Hey man, come over here real quick, and I'm, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you. Matter of fact, I'm gonna walk over to you and bring you over to this way. Okay. <laughs> Sat down conversation that changed my life. Mm. He hit on all the widgets. He's like, hey, man, if you're trying to build courage, poise, self-confidence, you know, you're trying to get a pride of belonging, you, know, you want to learn how to become a better leader, uh, gain some leadership management skills, he's like, honestly, bro, going to those easy routes and getting paid an extra freaking $40,000, you think money's going to change your personality in a way that it's going to make you, you know what I'm saying, advance better as a, as a person? Or would triumph over a whole bunch of your fears back to back to back with the support of your brothers. I was like, dang. Let me ask you, what, what was that? Do you remember that individual's name? The one changed your life? Sergeant Kwok. Sergeant Kwok. Okay. And where? K-W-O-K. Where? San Francisco, California. San Francisco, California. He's still, uh... I think he, uh, he got out. Okay. Thank you, Sergeant Kwok. Thank you, Sergeant Kwok. <laughs> <laughs> My mom thanks you. Oh, yeah. He definitely helped me out with a lot. Now, can I just... Okay, so while you was making that decision halfway across the United States, I'm going to fast forward just a, just a tad bit. I'm doing my thing. You know, I had my wife and had my child. I get a call, I guess, approximately two weeks later. I'm like, hey, what's up, Tony? Nothing much. What's going on, little brother? Nothing much. Everything good? Yeah, you know, everything's pretty good over over here. What's going on with you? How's school? Yeah, I joined the Marines. I'm sorry you did what now? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, I should do it all in your voice. Oh, hey, brother. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? What's going on high school? School's great. 
That's what's up. You're learning a lot. I'm learning a whole lot. Okay, cool. Uh, what else is going on? Well, I joined the Marines. I'm sorry, you did what now? I joined the Marines. <laughs> I should have two weeks. Bye. <laughs> I promise you. You, I hung up the phone, and I was in shock. And I looked at, I looked at my ex-wife or my wife, and she like, what's wrong with you? I said, Velton joined the Marines. She said, he did what? And I literally like. I put my hands on the sink because I was in the kitchen. I put my hand on the sink. And you know how you get that, that as a parent, you put your hand, you like, what did he do? Right? <laughs> I put my head down and I rubbed my face. I was like, I was like, okay, okay. And then she was like, it'll be okay. And then like she tried to give me a hug. I'm like, I kind of like, like not shoved out. Like, you know, you like, don't touch me. <laughs> like just kind of walk into the bathroom. Don't yeah, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And then she was like, he's got to make his own decision. I was literally like a parent had just heard like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going off to Vietnam. Like, you know, like, you doing what? Get back here. Get back here. And it took me, it took me, it took me a couple. And in the back thing, you just said bye. Like, ta-ta. Like, I was like, okay, let me. So, okay. You, you know why I did that? So, back to you being the concerned parent. Right. So, uh, you know what Why did I do it like that? Why did you do it like that? Because I knew. I knew that um, this is one of those things where you got to take a leap of faith. Because when you sit down with a recruiter, they're going to talk. As much as uh, you have to ask all the questions that's going to pertain to you. Okay. okay. And I'm a recruiter, which is the ironic part. Right? All right. And I tell these kids that I'm 100% straight up about everything. Like, whatever is your concern about military service and all that. Lay it on the table. I'm down to answer. And the biggest ones they, they bring up, even talking with parents, is I don't want my child to die. I don't believe in war and all those different things, right? Okay. And I address all of them. Just like when I sat down and talked to my recruiter, same things. He's like, oh, well, how's I mean, how does the war thing work? He told me. He was like, well, when you sign up, you know, this ain't the 1950s and 60s where it's a draft and you just get a random job. You choose your job. If you don't work in a, uh, want to work in a combat-related field, then don't pick it, baby. <laughs> I was like, okay, true, true. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, he and then he showed me all the jobs that translate uh, real good outside the military going back to becoming a civilian. And I was like, okay. Like, he literally taught me everything I needed to know to become successful. He showed me the whole package on how I could start my own music production company and everything. He's like, this is how you utilize your military service to jump from your ordinary life to live an extraordinary life. And I was like, dang. But then he was like, but here's the catch. You're going to call your family, right? I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're going to call your family. Guess what? They ain't going to believe in you. Hater. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, because if you call your mom right now and tell her you joined the Marine, uh, you, you want to join the Marine Corps, that's the equivalent of saying, hey, mom, I'm about to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Fair enough. You did what? <laughs> but he was like, but here's the thing, big dog. Would you jump out of a plane like without a parachute for some benefits for the rest of your life? And I was like, uh, no. He was like, but here's the thing, though, because they didn't hear about this part because they didn't sit down and talk with me. You did, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, they don't know that the information I gave you was that, yes, you jumping out that airplane, Daddy. but the airplane is only three feet off the ground, Daddy. player. Daddy. You'll be fine. Daddy. Yes. No. Yes, it's Sunny Barbecue. She can have that. I don't know, but they're pretty crunchy. So. Oh no! Wait, no, no. Yeah, these are too crunchy. You can't have these, girl. See who this guy runs. 
It's too crunchy, baby. Mm. It's too crunchy. Mm. Take that. You can't give it that. Okay, so a plane's three feet off the ground. So basically, it looks scary. Like the idea of jumping out the plane is terrifying, but you're not looking at the you're not looking at the airplane in relationship to the, the parents don't have the full information. Right. First thing they think about Marine Corps and military is, I don't want my baby to go to war. I'm Fair enough. But then once you learn how war works, and it's like, oh, so since I'm between the ages of 18 and 25, if a I, war break out, I could probably get drafted anyway. Yep. Actually. I actually uh, signed Daddy. for the Marines, and that was kind of like no, my, you did. I did. No, what am I lying for? Hold on for a second. What am I lying for? It's a knock on mommy's door. No, it's a knock on mommy's door, and what I got to lie for? They rhyme. Now I'm spitting hot fire. What I got to lie for? Knock on mama's door. Yeah, I did. I signed up. You didn't know that. But yeah, I did. You didn't know I signed up for the Marines. You signed up for the National Guard. I signed up for the National Guard. And the Marines. You can't sign up for both. Can I tell my story? <laughs> you better, because right. right now. Right now, it's about to be story check, player. Okay. Story check. <laughs> I got to spit my lip. Okay, when I was 18, no, I was 21. Let me, let me, let me hear this be a case of stolen valor. No, man. <laughs> I don't believe in no stolen valor. No. What happened was, when I was 21, I was going to go, and I, I went through my, um, my sign-up process to join the, the National Guard. Right? Okay, so I'm in the middle of the process. I took my test. Only thing I had to do was go to MAPS, and everything was cool. Well, September 11th happened, 2001. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sworn in. I wasn't um, committed to going yet. So after a day after the shock, so t September 12th, I drove up there, and they was on high alert. So there was a guy walking back and forth. Uh, Pacey, he had like an M16 or whatever. So I drove up there and I was like, uh, so what's like, you you heard what's going on? He was like, yeah, I'm kind of aware of what's going on. I said, okay, so what's the plan? He was like, I don't know. I was like, that's not the right answer. And I just kind of pulled off and I, I didn't go through with it. Now, when I was 24, I was working at the prison and this dude, he was a sergeant. He was, he was a sergeant at the prison. He was becoming a recruiter. So I'm 24, going to work every day, whatever. And he was, you know, an impressive dude. He looked like a He-Man action figure in a uniform. And he was always, you know, he, he, he was kind of put together very well. I don't remember his name. So he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about becoming a recruiter. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And he started telling me about MITMAP. Ain't that military? What, what are you talking about? MITMAP, the, 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 um, the fighting martial arts. Whatever, bro. Just ask called? him what it's called before you chop up okay. my history. Okay, right? man. You, I don't like the way you stand on me. Marine Corps okay. Martial Arts. Mick Map, right? Program. Mick that, Map. That's what I just said, man. Mick Map. All right, look. We Mick getting... Map. Mick Map. There you go. All right. It's like a McDonald's menu. There you go. A Mick Map. Riddle, a Mick Map. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So he told me about that, and he was like, yeah, you want to go to art school, blah, 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 blah. And I told him I was, you know. Whatever. So I actually hey, You want to go to art school? No, I was in I was in art school, got owed like a whole bunch of money. <laughs> like so he was like, Yeah, we take care of your all your old debt, which I'm like, You sure? He was like, Yeah, we got you. I'm like, okay, cool. I actually I was still smoking cigarettes and I was twenty four. I was the oldest thing going. And uh it was right across the mall from where the Century Mall was. So I went to the recruiter, told him I was interested, because he wasn't a recruiter yet. So, 
Yeah, he was probably on recruiter's assistance. Right. Okay. So I went to the place. If he worked, if he worked at your place, he was a reservist. He was working as a recruiter's assistant. Hmm. Well, anyway, so I like how me you going back and forth and like unclouding this picture of things that happened. Because we don't know a lot about each other. When I apparently the, but, you used to change my diapers. Well, yeah, that's the part. And I changed my baby's diapers. <laughs> Boy, how time flies. What? Nostalgia. <laughs> So anyway, I went and signed up. So I had to get in shape before before I could actually go. So I was still smoking cigarettes. And I believe I'm being on time. So we're supposed to be going through training. So I'm sitting there. They say, okay, we're going to be there at 7 o'clock. I had a full-time job. Everybody else was still like 18, 19, right? So I'm sitting outside the place. I'm looking. I just got off of work. We're supposed to be running around the Century Mall twice. So that's 2.2 miles or something. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, ain't nobody here. And I don't know why I thought a, a military person wouldn't be on time. So I smoked a cigarette. I'm like, all right, man. As soon as I threw the butt, everybody came out like, all right, let's get ready to run. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. By the time we ran across this four-lane highway, I was already winded. And then we had to run around the mall 2.2 miles. So long story short, I actually went to Mick. I went to MEPS. I signed up. You didn't know none of this. I went to MEPS. Yeah, I signed up. Uh, I sworn in everything. And... Before Zion was born, long story short, I broke my hand. And uh, I didn't get to go. So, yeah, I was I was signed up when you was 14. Yep. All you needed was a waiver. So, that means you are a Marine. Huh? No. Wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at him. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, 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 no. I mean. He can't say Semper Fi. I was. I ain't said it, but I'm saying, like, I got. You know, I know that. <laughs> I'm not saying I can, but I can't. I mean, I was, I sworn in, I was there, and I got this so kind of discharge. <laughs> you think you discharged? They gave me some papers that said they didn't want me no more. <laughs> you yeah. permanently disqualified? Uh, no, oh, you the bad know. thing is, I didn't know, like, because I had went to MEPS and sworn in, I was like already promised to them. Yeah. So I worked I worked midnight. So my recruiter was like, I need you to come in. And then the gunny, he called my ex wife, well my wife, and said, Yeah, Tony needs to be in tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. I, I was supposed to have met with him and I worked midnight. So he wanted to meet me at seven o'clock. So my wife, ex wife, she called, she said, Let's let you know, Tony worked midnights, so he might not be there. So I guess he exploded. He was like, Do you think it's a game? Like I will he can be arrested. Like, you know, he better have his ASS there. Like, no, I'm not no. playing no games. Now, me being 24, and this is my woman, you know what I'm saying? I ain't so, as soon as I come in, she started crying. She was like, I just told the man that you might not have made it because you were talking to He was talking bad to me. Dude, okay, that's all I need to hear. 7 o'clock the next morning. So I missed this, I missed the appointment. 7 o'clock next morning, I'm pacing outside of the recruiter's office. So the, uh, the, the recruiter come in, he come like, me. is everything okay? I'm like, no, everything okay. I'm here to kick the gunny's ass. <laughs> they were like, okay. Like, he walked in, right? So I'm pacing back and forth. Another recruiter comes in. He was like, you all right? No. He was like, I right, want you to come in. And I guess someone called the gunny sergeant. Of course. Yeah, like, look, man, we got we got a recruit. He on the line. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's almost good to go, but he's in his feelings right now. So this squat man, he was a white guy, older, about 50 years. He was barrel-chested. Arms were like tree trunks, but he was older. So it was like muscle, but it was a little older. So he comes in, and he pushes his glasses up. He say, 
Young man's want to apologize. Maybe, you know, um, maybe I was a little harsh to the woman I called, and I didn't mean anything about it. Now, I'm looking him up and down like, yeah, because I came in here to kick your ass. <laughs> like, he looked me up and down, and up and down again. He's like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Walked into his office. And looking back now, <laughs> I realized that could have went bad all type of ways, but I think... They, <laughs> they needed the numbers. It could have went bad. But now you see it from my point of view. You got to suck up that pride, yeah. man. Yeah. Because it's an emotional thing. Because paperwork and all that stuff aside, and then we talk to you guys, and we're like, hey, man, uh, ma'am, you know, it's 12 o'clock at night. You know, I've been PTing with these kids, taking care of everything. Paperwork, I haven't seen my family all day. But I still need. Mr. Bronson here. Huh? Tell him about tell him about your uh, experiences being recruited. Tell who? Tell the tell people, us. the listeners. What you do? Swing your head. People swing got to head. know. I'm telling, I'm telling, not oh, this is the military story. This is the perfect. Okay, okay. ain't nobody trying to peer pressure. Ain't nobody trying to. But just. Well, how did you feel after I called you and told you I was joining the Marine Corps? You don't, want, you don't want to get down? I'm like, Tony, first thing I did, I said, Lord, mercy. I started praying at night. But I said, Lord, if that's what built, uh, what he chose, I'm behind him 100%. And, uh, I've been praying ever since. And you know what? And not only for you, but everybody that's in the military. When I go to the churches, I ask people to, to remember the military families, and especially the wives and the children. Okay, so we covered. We covered him going. What'd you think when once he went? Because we that was the first time we we went to California to see him graduate. I didn't know y'all was coming. I know that was the, that was the plan. I was so proud, man. I like for Velt to talk about. He went in as a single person. Now he's a married person, and he still so he could give some uh, insight on that. True. How he's enjoying the benefits. Well, yeah, that. But also, remember when we went to go get him because they well, they they marched him in and they did the the thing. That was uh, graduation. Graduation, day. right? And then because he didn't know who was coming, we just ran up on him. And I had a camera. I don't even know what a camera is. I ran up on him with a camera, and he had the most bewildered look on his face, like who is this person? And y'all all came up. And he was just on. He, you was man. You were like a cat in a room full of dogs. Like you were high strung that day. And then, uh, but once we got off the base, you kind of you mellowed out. We got Pan Express. We went to that mall. We went to the mall. I, was like, I want to change clothes now. <laughs> I don't want nobody know. I just left that. They got ninjas <laughs> waiting to see me messed up to take me back to the drone instructors. Man, you when we got into the van, we had a van. You didn't yo yo the back of your your back didn't even touch the back of the, the seat. Like you sat completely straight up. It was it was crazy. But once once you got out, we we at match fact we went to go see the first Captain America. You don't remember that? Okay, I just thought that was kind of. I just thought that was kind of. Yeah, we saw the first Captain America. Oh yeah, the first thing y'all want to do is, hey, y'all, you want to see a military movie? <laughs> well, I just figured I'm sitting here with Captain America, so we're gonna go see Captain America. And yeah. Let um, Bill tell us some of the places he went to. Uh, y'all want the short list or the long list? Short. Short list. short list, and then we can we can dissect it later. Okinawa, Japan, 
Hong Kong, uh, Bahrain, Djibouti, Africa, uh, Australia, Malaysia, Philippines, Kuwait, Kandahar, Dubai. With the Iraq? South Korea. I didn't go to Iraq. Afga I went to Afghanistan. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you two of them places because I... Because every time he called us, it was always something new. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to Japan. Oh, okay. That's like a good trip. I'm going to Japan for eight months. <laughs> the how long you was there? Eight months? Man, you talking I was in Japan for three years. Three years. Okay. What was your first detachment like? That's my first duty station. Okay. Man, you talking about... I was like, Japan? I, I had like look on the map and then I was... You tried to call me, but we, it was a fifteen-hour difference. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so that was that was a really cool little experience. And then I'm gonna tell you, when you went to South Korea, it seemed like whenever you would call me, you tell me something was going on. Then I would start paying attention to that area, and you like, oh, I'm going to South, I'm going to North Korea, South Korea. And then North Korea started sending missiles, like they were just shooting yeah, missiles to the water, at, just, at each other, little pop shots. I promise you, I'll look at the news like, man, if I got to run over there and put some hands on Kim Jong, <laughs> like, dude, I was really like, I checked to see how much the flight was to get over there. Like, dude, this this what we doing now? Now he get over there, you want to start shooting off. All right, so, and then in Japan when you was there, they had that tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but y'all had to actually help the people and uh, do- Humanitarian I, work. Humanitarian work. So I, I didn't know you went, uh, I did know you went- to the Middle East, but I didn't know exactly where. You know, I've been to Afghanistan. Yeah, I think I did know that. Yeah, man. I've been all over the place. You've been everywhere. Australia, man. What was that about? I mean, did what, what did we, you we see? We just ported. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, that's right, because you was on the boat. I mean, not boat. I'm sorry. What is it called? I mean, boat, ship. I'm okay. not in the Navy, so I don't worry. The USS Boxer. Boxer. And when you was in USS Boxer, how long was you on that boat? Ten months. Ten months. And to show how supportive when one person goes into the military, your whole family goes into the military. Mama sent over 30-something packages. It was more than that. With Millie and Faye you putting and everybody's government. CSP Outreach Mission Ministries. Help. Yeah. So, and everybody... We, you sent those care packages, and they wouldn't come, like, immediately. Like, I guess because you'll send, like, some at a time. But then once they finally reach the boat, it's just a whole bulk of them. <laughs> so they they un uh, it, they get all the packages and put them onto a, a huge pallet. So people doing Amazon orders and stuff, getting, like, weight trainer, weight gaining, and all that stuff. And they were like, they'll just call out the names and put in the pile. So, Glenn, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, and everybody's like, hey, man, hey, if this is all your stuff, you can go ahead and put in your own pal. <laughs> so then now I, I, I'm smiling heavy. I'm just like, man, look at all these packages. <laughs> yeah, I used to be so happy. And then I had so many packages, I had to get my own storage room. Oh, wow. <laughs> just to put, you did that, mom. Don't, don't, ooh, like, ooh. Still. And like, I had all the stuff, like, on the boat. They have a ship store. Okay. All right, the ship store, they got, like, extra, like, deodorant, cigarettes, and all that stuff. 
But it runs out fast because while before we port to all these different places, we're at sea for like five, six weeks. Okay. Right? So all that stuff runs out. So when it's like, hey man, we got a tissue, or we got a toothpaste. Like, bro. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Two, I got toothpaste for 15 bucks. Golly. <laughs> we didn't know you was that 15? I was like, hey man, it is what it is. Well, okay. Now, some backstory. You had called or you got in contact with mom and you said the boat runs out of things a lot. And then when you said that, mom kicked in the high gear like a turbo plan. booster. So, would you explain to them just some of the things that, out of all these packages that you got? You don't have to, but I know there was a lot of stuff that y'all, you said a lot of the guys were bored. So, we sent like magazines, we magazines, Sudokus, I'm going to say hundreds of DVDs. Um, we watched all those movies. Uh, what else? It, Tell them about the magazines. You said that they were old, old dated, and I told them to tell the people that that's history. I mean, somebody, didn't know, somebody didn't know the prince had died. I mean, just everybody even, enjoyed everything. I'm about to say at, at first, everyone's looking like, oh man, we pile of old magazines. After a week. All right, man. You got another one? <laughs> we got some more of those magazines, man. Wait. I actually have to start creating like magazine stands. Uh, I let the women get their products so they can, you know what I'm saying, they can divvy it out on their own. Because at first, I had them, so they would come up to me. See, that's what I was hoping <laughs> to get to. And yeah. it's just like, hey, uh, Sergeant Glenn, you got some things that <laughs> may help out a woman in need. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> How long we been at this ocean? You really gonna make me say that? You really gonna make me say it? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Now you sound like a pervert. <laughs> but after that happens, because that joke got old after a while. I was like, yeah. y'all just take y'all yeah, packages. Take, yeah, take it. But and I'm gonna tell you, man, we had like the front room. I'm not here playing games with you this time, Glenn. <laughs> when we when 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 we were setting up them boxes, like we had like an assembly line, so she had to make sure. This one had so many rolled tissue. This one had Sudokus. This one had playing cards. This one had, and then like as we got them, like she would walk over, like looking, like she was like, okay, sprinkle some candy in this one. <laughs> so it was like loose candy, and like okay, we're gonna put some beef jerky in this. But like so, she really gave us some thought, and she really, you know, really. And wanted I like to say, Millie and Faye was with me every step of the way. Okay. Yeah. Millie is Roosevelt's now wife. Uh, I mean, brothers number three. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't put everybody yeah, name put out there. Put everybody's business out yeah. there already. Okay. So I don't want to take all the credit. No, a lot of people put in and you know see friends, see. family. Uh, I Mildred, her family in Milwaukee. Regina from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. She sent packages. Stacy, Brownsville, Tennessee, sent packages. Geneva, Florida. A uh, host of friends, families, and and anyone that I ask to help. All right. Now, with that being said, I don't want the Bros Three Podcast not gonna take no no uh, sensitive uh, text talking about you forgot to mention me. We doing this for the military. We did it for the military. It's all in love. So if your name wasn't called, please don't take that. You know, we're just trying to just shine some light. That's all. I just want to say that because I don't want to, if I get one text talking about my name, one call, I'm, I'm going to call your name specifically on the next podcast to talk bad about you. Sorry. That was a long disclaimer. I know. I just, hey. I'm sorry. I'm he just was saying. over here like clenching his fist and grinding his teeth. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> I'm just saying. Let him know. No, nah, but uh, 
when people do those type of things, it actually it means a lot. Because when I was in Afghanistan, this is before y'all even knew you could really send packages and stuff. But uh, it was different churches and ministries that would send us packages, and literally we'll just we'll be set. Because when I came out, there, I was like, oh man, I don't know why I'm gonna get a toothbrush, tooth well not toothbrush, but like toothpaste. I was like, dang man, hand sanitizer. But they was like, oh man, Glenn, don't worry about it. We got like a whole room with all that stuff for free. I was like, oh, thank God for these people, man. Mm. Like, those donations really, really help. And I'm, whenever I get the chance, because I, I want to be more active on the podcast, okay. I'm, I want to uh, send a, a great list. Okay. And the process on how can you actually help out the troops and send send some stuff. That's, that's what's Because the biggest thing that really helped us out, that when we open a care package and, like, smile, uh, hand sanitizer. Mm. Toothpaste, some of those tissues, right? The wet wipes. The wet wipes, because sometimes you, you can't shower, right? Oh, okay. Uh, shaving cream, like uh, just hygiene and stuff in general, love it. If you send like some good cologne, oh, yes. And not just Axe. If you can send Axe, ain't nobody going to complain because we're out here fighting and all that stuff. But if you send like something that's a little high, high end, they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. What's, ooh. And he dab it on a little bit, and everybody's like, "Hey, Glenn, you smell good." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, today is gonna be a good week because we ain't, we ain't got no weekends out here." Okay. Protein snacks. Okay. Protein snacks. So beef jerky and all that stuff. Mm. Yes. Okay. All right. So when you were sending that stuff, uh, like if you're uh, trying to send something on the ship, okay, the common things that happens on the ship, okay, the food long, uh, the food lines are long. Hmm. Food lines are long, so if you're not, I was fortunate enough because I'm supply, I can kind of like, you know, <laughs> kind of pull some some weight. But sometimes you walk and you see like a long line just head all the way back, and you go to the end, and you're like, hey man, how long you been waiting in line? Oh, about an hour, hour and a half. Ooh, guess I'm eating the air sandwich tonight. <laughs> yep, a water salad. <laughs> I'm gonna just sleep it off. Because of mom, I had like jars of peanut butter to like hold me off. I I be eating in the line, and everybody looking, everybody looking at me, licking their lips. I got like bottled water, all right? Because the water on the ship is distilled. Oh wow! I ain't want to tell. So just anything is thoughtful, man. Anything, anything that you could, if you could be cre- uh, creative about it, send it. Mm. All right, just don't be sending like freaking. Lewd stuff. You can't. You can't send pornography. You can't send all that craziness. Um, no what alcohol. Else? Yeah, you can't. You can't send alcohol. Uh, I think you can send cigarettes. Hmm. Or tobacco products, but it's just one of those things. And when you packaging these things up, be careful. Because Mama sent me some cookies, and I got them. It was dust. It, was, it felt like <laughs> Thanos didn't even want me to have those cookies. Oh, brother, just. Oh man! I just cr- I just crumble in my hand and just lick my hand. Everybody like, Glenn, what you doing, man? Eating some cookies. Man. <laughs> cookies. One time you said the shampoo busted open. The shampoo did bust open. So, so when you're packaging these things, like try to put try to do it. Try to do it in the smartest way you can. Mm-hmm. Mommy. Okay. Hey, okay, that's wonderful. Uh, what's one of the, I'm gonna say fun things? I'm sure there's a lot of camaraderie when you um. When you're hanging out with guys and you're camping and all right, maybe it's not camping, but when you're out there doing your survival training or whatever, 
What's yeah. one of the, like fun things like that kind of even in a bad situation? What's one of the fun things that y'all do to be like you know what this ain't so bad? I'm with my band of brothers. Like y'all play jokes or it's always joking, man. Mm. Um, the biggest thing that always bring us together in camaraderie, PT. All right, physical training, you know, pull-up competitions, push-up competitions. Uh, honestly, <laughs> really, 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 really serious. It's a place that everyone gathers around. We'll, we'll build this place from scratch, and we call it a smoke pit. Okay. Okay? The smoke pit is the pinnacle of camaraderie in the military. Okay, so what is it? So the smoke pit is pretty much the place where everyone gathers together. We'll bring tables, chairs, umbrellas. The ones in Afghanistan were very well constructed. <laughs> and that's the place where all the smokers will go smoke. Um, sometimes people didn't even smoke and just come over there. And, like, we'll all just be just BSing, man. Just playing cards and just talking about what we're going to do we get back. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm putting a ring on that girl's hand, man. I've been out here for six months. Maybe realize, man, she the one dog. <laughs> she the one. And everybody's like, you talking about the one? The, the stripper? Don't you marry the stripper, man. Man, she the one, bro. I know it. Uh, other people going through other stuff. Okay. Yeah, my, man. My, she, my, took, she took everything, dog. She took everything. I was like, well, how much long you got out here? Six months. It was like, so you gave a power attorney? I gave her everything. <laughs> And every day, I just look at the bank account and I just scream, just scratching at the screen. <laughs> Give me my money back. Uh, and you just try to help people with their troubles. Yeah. So it's like a support group, also. Just yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a support group. Right. That's what's up. Yeah, right. I'm waiting for her. Okay, she ready. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, if anybody's thinking about joining the military or just have questions or want to contact you and figure out how they could be of assistance or just if they were curious, could you give them some contact information? Instagram, follow me. USMC underscore SGT underscore G-L-E-N-N. That's USMC, Sergeant Glenn for short. Um, and my uh, business phone line is 904 904- Six one zero, one six two two. Feel free to call me or text me. I get plenty of those all day, every day. Okay, and I try to answer as, as often as I can. But definitely, if you're texting me, you will get a reply back. Okay. All right, and that's for all your military needs. Just any question. If I don't know it off the top, I know exactly what to do to figure it out. Because I'm a sergeant, United States Marine Corps. I love my mama. I love mama so much. Made me feel like a superhero. <laughs> All right. Ma, you want to say anything before we go? Once again, we just want to say congratulations to Roosevelt serving eight years in the, the uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Corps. Amen. Amen.